Hey, it's Steve. We haven't spoken about this before, and I'm actually a little bit nervous. I've, um, I'm concerned about talking with you about this because I really, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that you might get turned off and not want to keep listening. But I think it's important that we have this. And, and on reflection, I think, I think I will talk about this with you because I think that this conversation can help you have better, deeper client relationships and more referrals. On this episode of Becoming Referrable, we speak with David Wood, the founder and president of Play For Real, who coaches executives and entrepreneurs on high performance in life and in work. And we talk about tough conversations. Now, you know, working with clients, sometimes those conversations can be tough. And David gives us a path to navigate those conversations so that it comes out uh, as well as possible for you and for the other person. And we will talk about the four steps to having a tough conversation. We'll talk about what kinds of conversations um, you can have using this process. We talk about how you can learn about yourself as well as your client by having a tough conversation regarding something you or the client is struggling with and how that can help deepen relationships and even lead to more introductions and more referrals. It's a great, really valuable conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. So here now is David Wood. David Wood, welcome to the Becoming Referrable podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Stephen. I feel happy in this moment to be here. We're thrilled to have you. Uh, and I can't wait to talk with you about all the stuff that you do. Let's, let's start with, can you tell us a little bit about how talking with clients is like talking with prison inmates. Wow, that's a start if I never heard that. <laughs> well, you know, we want to hook listeners early, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the interesting thing I found after coaching executives and entrepreneurs for a long time, I think it's been maybe 25 years, and then going into prisons and helping them with their tough conversations, what struck me is not the differences, like, oh, we have to totally rework all this technology. But the similarities, sure. you know, you've got, yep. you've got a, a, prison, a prison inmate is going to have someone challenge them or someone angry with them. Uh, their partner might be angry with them because they uh, screwed up and got sent to prison. And now uh, he or she has to raise the kids alone. Well, executives and entrepreneurs have people get angry with them all the time, too. Executives and entrepreneurs also have, um, they have desires that are unexpressed and they could speak up more. They have tolerances, frustrations, things that people are doing to annoy them and they would like to be able to speak up more and do it artfully. In the prison system, I'm just seeing the same patterns. Oh, someone in authority, uh, I need to enroll them. In, in something. So that's that's what I noticed. I, I don't actually yeah. spot a lot of differences. I spot that we're human no matter where we are. Interesting. So, you know, when when I'm, I'm, I'm trying to imagine financial advisors thinking about their client conversations and um, 
you know, I can see a lot of them saying, well, you know, we want our clients to be happy. We want the, you know, we don't want them to be angry at us. We don't really want to have conversations where, you know, we talk to them about what they're angry. But we, we want, we want to have pleasant conversations. We want, you know, we want them to, to, to be happy all the time. Um, are there benefits to, to thinking about having tough conversations with, with clients or, or um, you know, how would you respond to that feeling on the part of the advisors? Yeah, well, first, let's go a little broader and let's think about like, like for each of our listeners right now, I ask, ask our listeners, who are your stakeholders? And I mean, who has an investment in your life? And so the stakeholders, you may have a partner girlfriend, wife, husband, uh, your kids are stakeholders in your life, your clients are stakeholders, your staff, your business partner, if you have one, your friends. These are all the people that you interact with. And yeah, it'd be nice if nothing ever comes up that could be awkward. That'd be kind of cool. But that's not the way it happens. We're humans and we have things come up. And what I learned as a kid is, is just don't express that. Sweep it under the carpet and um, we're just not going to really address anything head on that could be awkward. Well, I've spent 25 years recovering from that and learning how to lean into things. And I found that Almost invariably, there are exceptions, but almost invariably, it helps to go into those awkward issues and speak them. So let's use clients as an example. If, uh, you know, one, one of the situations that I find awkward with a client is to talk about raising my fees. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Like, hey, I want to charge you more money. Right. Another one, <clears throat> another one that can be awkward is if a client needs a bit of coaching or training on how to interact with me. And what I mean by that is if they're reaching out too much by email and phone and they've got an expectation that I'm going to do something that I, I don't want to do as a provider. So that could be an awkward conversation like, hey, you know, this much emailing is okay and this, this much is probably a bit overkill. Um, what do you guys find are some other situations that can be awkward or tough with a client well as you're as you're talking i'm also thinking about there's there's things that are awkward for me to discuss like you said i'm yeah. gonna raise my fees i imagine um it, this happens outside our industry as well but th there is uh, uh it's tackling the client's fears or what they're doing in their lives so it might not be an awkward situation for situation for me but if i need to to talk to a client and say Let's let's talk about your kids and whether they're ready to to get this inheritance or how we might structure it. Or, you know, there's a lot of things that clients may not want to address or how they're going to spend their retirement or what what have you. So are, do you also put that in the category of the awkward conversation? For sure. Normally, when I talk about tough conversations, I'm looking at. At the person who's talking to me, like the mm -hmm. person that I'm coaching. So our listeners, I, I'm mainly looking at what some, you know, where are some areas where you can dive in there mm -hmm. and have a conversation where you're wanting to bring something. But I love that you're opening it up to a whole new area, which is 
maybe these are some tough conversations just because maybe they're awkward for the client to bring up as well. You know, and I just thought of another area, and uh, this came up in my interview with Matt Halloran, who I know you guys know. Oh, sure. He's a great friend of ours. Yeah, he was he was saying, you know, he, he, he'll stand in front of a room and say, um, how many of you have had clients who've cried or felt right. strong emotion during uh, a consultation and all the hands go up? And then he says, and how many of you know what to do? Yep. Right. <laughs> no sure. hands go up. Yeah, yeah. and I, I just had a beautiful session right before this call with you guys where I've got a manager in a company and she just, she just started crying. She, you know, we were talking about something and I brought up something about her family and she realized something super important mm -hmm. and she started crying. And um, that can be awkward for a lot of people. And what I did is I just breathed, I gave her space, and then I gave her overt permission and said, this is a cry-friendly space. This is good stuff. Take your time. Yeah. And so we went through it. So that's, that's another example of a tough conversation when your clients might come up with some strong emotion. Sure. Or, or another one that occurs to me is, you know, if the client is doing something that the advisor knows is going to compromise them down the road, if they're, if they're giving too much to their adult children because their adult children keep coming back to them for support yeah. or, you know, habits that, 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 you know, or it could be something, you know, stereotypical like overspending or, or something like that. People really want to have a certain lifestyle and the advisor may be trying to get across the point that, look, you don't have the resources to have that kind of lifestyle. You know, those, those, those kinds of questions coming up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is, this is making me think of a couple of tough conversations I've had one with a client, one with a friend, but I think I'll be illustrative one, um, a client, I had a client that just talked too much. He would tell stories. I'd ask him a question and he'd say, well, let me tell you a story. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, you're setting yourself up for another cup of coffee when that happens. <laughs> no, he would. And he'd tell this story and he, and he wasn't being relational at all. And we've got 30 minutes to, to impact his life. And so I had to, I had to have that conversation with him. Uh, artfully, gently. And one thing that he learned out of that is that if he's going to tell a story, he's got to sell it and he's got to create context because I'm, I'm coaching people on everything. So I'm like, look, if I'm, if my eyes are kind of glazing over and I'm wondering where the hell is this going, you may have other people at work mm -hmm. that are doing that too. And he learned out of that conversation. And this is, you know, this is one of the reasons to have a tough conversation is usually you're going to learn something and your your client might as well and he learned he needs to tell people you know what i've got a, a short story that take about two or three minutes that i think will really illustrate this and i think you're going to be glad you heard it mm. like find a way to tell me why i'm listening to it yeah and then the other example i thought of that was very difficult for me was a friend of mine was doing something that I think he couldn't see. He was having an issue with, um, he'd break up with women and then they'd hate him and want to kill him. That's a, and, that's a problem, right? That, yeah. Yeah. And um, 
I thought, you know, there's something here to learn and I have some feedback and, and this was hard for me. But I said, look, I want to be a good friend. I want to show up and I want to say the things that are hard to say. Um, are you interested in having a conversation to look at what you could be doing and where you could take responsibility? And he was like, thank you. No one's, no one's offered to do that and I would love to. So that was hard. That was hard for me to say because I had the sense that he didn't actually want to hear that. And it yeah. turns out he was he was willing to. So we have a few different scenarios, a few different examples of when you may have to have a tough conversation. Let, let's talk a little bit about um, how you navigate that. How how do you how do you have a tough conversation? I'm so glad you asked, and the reason I uh, I'm glad is because. I keep refining it. I'll probably refine it until I die. And more recently, I've got some more clarity, and I think I've got an even better model that's in the download. That we've got. <laughs> cool. You know, we've got a download that we'll give away at the end of the end of the session. Awesome. So, oh, so listeners, listeners, you don't have to take notes if you don't want to. You can just download this. But uh, and uh, but I'm going to give you something on this episode that isn't even in that download yet. It's hot off, fresh off the presses. All right, lay it on us. So they do have to take notes, you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you got me. Uh, you, you, probably, you probably do want to write this down because I think I think this is really hot. The first, the, the, I'll talk meta and then we'll get right into how to do it. The meta conversation is if you want to have, have tough conversations and make them work for you and master those conversations so you're more attractive as an advisor and as a husband, partner, uh, parent, the first thing is awareness. We don't even know what our tough conversations are. They're swimming around us like a fish in the water. If you say to the fish, how's the water? The fish might respond, what water? It's like that with tough conversations. How they occur to us is not as a tough conversation, but as just that's how people are or a problem with someone. Ah, oh, that client, I just, I just don't like you know, showing up for them, they talk too much or um, I, I just don't like that guy. I don't like how he treats me. It could be like that. So the well, first or, step- or, or David, yeah. tell, tell me if this works for you because I hear this from, from advisors a lot. You know, the, the, your thought might be they just don't listen. Yes, exactly. That's how it occurs. So I started talking about tough conversations and people were people like, yeah, that doesn't apply to me. Because I speak up when I need to. Yeah, we all think that. So the first step is to do a truth audit. And uh, just take a piece of paper and a pen and write down the people in your life that you don't feel great about. It's that, that simple. If you want to go deeper, like, who do you resent? Who do you feel guilty about? Who annoys you? Who do you really want something from but you haven't asked it? Write down those names. I'm not saying you have to go and talk to them all, but the first step is awareness. And then draw a line down the page and on the right side of the page, write down what the issue is. That person talks too much. That person's late all the time, drives me bonkers. And so that's the first step. And then once you've got that, you want to get clarity. The reason we don't want to have a lot of these conversations is, because, is a good one. We don't have clarity and so we might mess it up and we might create a, a bit of a train wreck. The clarity will make a huge difference. And then 
the third step at this at this meta level is actually go and have the conversation and the free download that that we'll give away helps you with the second two it'll help you get clarity for any conversation and it will give you the steps to actually take you can even take the printout with you to talk to the person and say i wrote some stuff down because i didn't want to forget anything be that simple do you find, David, that the clarity piece, so I assume you're talking about clarity about what the issue is, just really thinking that through. Um, I would imagine, I mean, if I got that right, uh, first of all, uh, I would imagine that if you are actually open to thinking about that, sometimes you end up realizing that you might be looking through a problem through your own lens, that it, you know, why does it bother me so much that that person's late? Well, maybe yes. when I really think about it, it, I feel disrespected. And why do I feel so worried about being disrespected? You know, do you find it kind of takes you into all sorts of different areas when you do that? Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully it will because there's such a learning opportunity here. Like if someone um, – I, I, uh, I offered someone a coaching session as a gift. I said, uh, you know, I want to invest in our relationship. And he didn't show up. Mm-hmm. And, um, okay, I, did, I didn't like that, but I've had that before. But then he used my booking link to rebook it and sent me a message saying, oh, I'm sorry, that was my mistake. I've adjusted our session to next week. And I had a reaction. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what was going on except I didn't like it. I didn't like him because of it. And what I wanted to do, here's the temptation I wanted to just write back and say, you know what, next week doesn't work. Um, you know, let's just leave it or I'm, I'm not available now. I yeah. did not want to do another session with him. And because of my training and my commitment, I decided let's look at this. And I went through the worksheet and, and we'll get into it now. So firstly, let me back up a step. you got – Four steps to a tough conversation. Prepare. This is where you get clarity. Ask permission to have the conversation. Share the issue. And if you have a request, this is the place to do it. And then listen. So it's prepare, ask, share, and listen. Those are the four steps. Now, let's dive a little bit more into that prepare one. When you download the worksheet, it'll ask you questions that help you get clear. And one of the questions is, um, what's your hope? What's your hope out of this conversation? What would be a great outcome? And that's not obvious to me. Even I've been doing this for 20 years and it's still not obvious. I have to do the worksheet and go, well, my hope is that I might feel heard and seen and that this person at least understands the impact it had. My hope is that they'll change their behavior in future and that he'll show up on time to our calls. My hope is that I'll feel more connected. My hope is that I'll have some peace out of this and be able to sleep better because this has been bugging me. So it'll ask you, what's your hope? So David, what what would you say to an advisor who who starts an exercise like this and, and, and they, their response to that is, I hope they'll take my advice. 
Well, could you give me an example of what the advice might be? Just, just so I can, I can. So make it let's, let's say you know the the um, the uh, the grown kids are, are are deadbeats and they keep getting themselves in trouble and they keep asking mom for money and and she keeps sending it and as the advisor, you know we could see that uh, you know she's going to run out of retirement funds before she passes away and so you know we need to tell her you got to stop sending money to your kid. Yeah. Okay. So as I do the worksheet, first question is, what's my hope? My hope is that um, they'll understand my advice and, and be swayed to take the advice so that they can have more money in their retirement and be really taken care of. I'd write down that as my hope because that's something when we get to the, to the next step that I can share with the person and, and we'll, we'll find out why that's super important. So in the preparation stage, what's your hope? It'll ask you, what's your fear? Like, what's your concern? What could go wrong about this conversation? That's really useful information. Oh, my fear, uh, in my example, my fear is he might think that I am um, too much. I'm high maintenance. I'm a jerk. And he might badmouth me in the industry. That's my fear. Really, really great to become a, like, at least know that even if I decide not to have the conversation, this clarity is valuable. And, you know, I, oh, you know, you might realize, oh, I feel, you know, um, I feel disrespected. That's a possibility. When, when, when these tough conversations come up for me, I, it's not obvious to me what's going on. With that guy who adjusted our session to next week, I finally realized I felt disrespected, like my time wasn't being valued. And that was really useful for me to know because then I can let him know what's going on. The worksheet will also ask you, do you have a request? What is the issue? What are you feeling? And do you have a request? My request is you be on time. Or my request is that you really consider the advice I'm giving you and, and maybe even journal what it'd be like if you do spend this money on your kids and then you're left with less and just feel into that. Like, would that be okay with you? And what if you didn't spend all that money and you saved it for your retirement and then you have it later on, how would that feel? My request is that you really explore that and choose what's right for you. So once you've done your prep, well, I want to stop and just say any, any questions about the, uh, oh, there's one more question that you'll be asked. How might this look from their point of view? If you put yourself in their shoes, I imagine they might be really caring about their kids. They might care about their kids more than they care about themselves. That's really good. If, you know, I can be prepared for that. Like, oh, you might have a higher value on your kids being happy now, and you might be willing to not have money in your retirement. I'm open to that possibility, but I want to explore it with you. Yeah. No, that's, this is great. I love how it's about the conversation, but it's also uh, so introspective at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if I realized that uh, when I embarked on the journey of tough conversations, but I'm seeing now, even if you choose not to have the conversation, or even if the conversation doesn't go well, I learned something about myself. Oh, 
I don't like that. I do like this. I want this in my life. I want to ask for it. Oh, this is the feeling that's happening. Well, most of us aren't trained in feeling recognition. I wasn't. I'm a guy who was raised in a country town in Australia. And I'm still trying to learn what am I feeling? What's going on inside mm-hmm. here? Mm-hmm. So let's suppose you've done the prep. That's step one, right? You've got the clarity. You may now choose to have the conversation or you may not. You might think I could lose the client. That's one of the risks. And I'm not willing to risk that, so I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Or you could decide, you know, the upside here is that we feel more connected and I really give more value to my client. I'm going to do it. So the next step is to ask. And this is where it can often go off the rails because a lot of people don't do that step. They just come in, hey, John, uh, I need to let you know about, uh, or I need to talk to you about your performance. Um, here's what's going on and here's what you'll need you to improve. There's no asking. There's no setting of the context. And if you come in with and tell someone, hey, we need to talk, you tell me that, I assume the worst. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I do not assume positive intent. And I didn't even know that about me or humans until I got deeper into this work. And I'm like, I just don't assume positive intent. I don't assume the best. My ego is trying to protect me. So I'll give you a simple formula for the ask, which can make all of your tough conversations so much easier. So-and-so, there's something I haven't been saying. Because, insert your fear. But I've decided I'd like to talk to you about it because, insert your hope. Really simple formula. So in the example you guys gave me, you guys have created, um, hey, John, I want to talk to you about your current spending. Uh, There's something I haven't been, sorry, let me go back. John, there's something I haven't been saying. And I think it's because I want you to like me. I want the relationship to continue. And uh, I'm worried that you might be upset about my advice. I've decided I'd like to talk to you about it because I really care about your financial future. And I think this advice could really make a difference. And so do you have 10 minutes now to talk about it? You know, I I really like that construction yeah, um, I want to talk because... about it. Like, I want to talk about it right now after you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, you know, they're, they're, I think a tendency that advisors may have sometimes is that they, they feel like they know what the right thing to do is and they just want to tell the client. Um, but this sort of, you know, positions it so that, you know, you're, you're, you're looking for you're 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 establishing a more personal connection with the client and you're and you're trying to explain to them you know your how you care for them and and what you hope for them as a way of setting up the conversation so i really like that part of it yeah and i just thought of um like the like when i think about people with their clients a lot of clients aren't tough conversations for me so i wouldn't even use that format i just launch Mm -hmm. in or I'd say, hey, I got something that might be useful. Do you want to hear it? I'd just do that. But it's when it's tough for me 
that, uh, and it may be tough for them that I want to go back to basics, fill in the worksheet. I had a client I worked with for a year and I wanted to raise the fee. And, you know, it took me months to get around to it. And I, I had finally had to look at what am I afraid of? And I was afraid that maybe he wasn't getting as much value as I'd hoped and he might just use that as an opportunity, opportunity to say, you know, I think I, I just want to stop, take a break now. I think I'm good. I didn't want that to happen. Yeah. So finally, using this format, it would go something like, hey, hey, Bill, uh, there's something I haven't been saying, I haven't been bringing up. And I think the reason I'm avoiding it is because I love working with you and I, you know, I'm concerned it might prompt you to go, oh, no, I, I want to stop. And I'm really enjoying working with you and I want to keep going. So I haven't been bringing it up, but I've decided I do want to speak about it because I want to feel more empowered working with you. And I think this is going to have me feel, um, you know, even more enthusiastic about it. So do you have, do you have five minutes now for me to tell you what it is? And then, you know, almost everyone's going to say yes if you present it uh, in that way. Yeah. So that would be step two. We've done the prepare. We've done the ask. And you know what? If they say now's not a good time, how cool that you asked and didn't yeah. just launch right. into it when they're fully busy and they can't even address it or they're like overwhelmed with something else and whatever. You might negotiate it. All right, we'll talk this afternoon at 3 o'clock. And then step three, you share the issue. Hey, I've been wanting to raise the fees. Uh, I feel like it's a bit low in the marketplace. It's been fine for a year because I've just really loved working with you. Now I want to adjust it and bring it into line. Or, hey, I'm concerned about you spending uh, so much money on your kids because while that may feel good in the short term, there may come a rainy day later on where you're like, wait, what happened to all my money? Right? You share the issue. And if you have a request, which is a leadership move, so this is all leadership moves, you know, to have to bring up the conversation. But if you have a request, um, someone asked me when I was having a tough conversation with my aunt, I, I, um, I just felt hurt by something that she'd done. And someone asked me, what's your request? I'm like, damn. <laughs> Like, what can I what can I what can I ask for? I'm just upset. And you know, really my request was go back in time and don't do that thing you did. <laughs> right? Which is not very practical. So I had to think, what can I ask for? And it was a real growth moment for me. And I realized I guess my request is just that she hear me out and understand the impact. I want to feel gotten. Yeah. So the request is a leadership move and it's a bonus move. My request is that you be on time even two minutes early. My request, uh, my request is uh, if you're enjoying the coaching that you, you know, pay the new rate. My request is that you really sit with my advice and decide if you have a higher value on spending on your kids now versus having that financial safety net later on in life. Or I'd, I'd be... As a financial advisor, I'd be very reluctant if I try and imagine myself being an advisor to say my request is you take my advice. I don't want that kind of responsibility. As a coach, I wouldn't do it. 
My right. quest is just that you fully listen and you really address it, and then I want you to make the decision. Hi, it's Julie here, and I hope you're enjoying the show. I just wanted to pause and share some news about an upcoming event. At Absolute Engagement, we help advisors use direct input from clients to evolve the client experience and increase referrals. And on March 4th, we're hosting a webinar called The Evolution of the Client Experience. I'll draw on our ongoing investor and advisor research to examine exactly how the last 12 months have forever changed the client experience that you need to deliver. There's a link below to register in the show notes, or you can email support at absoluteengagement.com with the word register and let us do that for you. With that, let's get back to the show. Well, you know, uh, David, what, uh, the um, our program is about getting more referrals and, and, and getting word out about what you do. And sometimes what I hear from advisors is that they have a real discomfort talking about the value of what they do, that, that for them talking about the, you know, the good things they do for clients is actually a bit uncomfortable because it comes, you know, because they feel it's braggadocious or because they, you know, they're, they're uncomfortable promoting themselves or those kinds of things. You know, it, it would, would you consider that a, a tough conversation and how might you approach it? Yeah. Where my mind went, I think it's probably not a fit for this conversation because um, you, you don't generally believe in asking for referrals, right? Or That's even right. letting, or even do you, do you, do you promote the idea of letting people know that you yeah. enjoy referrals? Yes. Sure. So we're believers that you should talk about referrals and talk about how important they are. What we want to steer people clear of is the question, you know, who do you know who can use my services? Yeah, for sure. You know, that that's never really worked for me. Mostly because it doesn't right. either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. yeah. So Fun. what would be a tough conversation for me would be to call someone and let them know that I love referrals and appreciate it and I just like to be thought of in that way. That could be a tough conversation because I had to, you know, maybe talk about the value of what I do. And I, I would definitely apply this model. In fact, I might. I'm just seeing now an opening for me. I'm sure there are a bunch of people that I haven't been, <laughs> haven't been having this conversation with. And now I can use this model to give me some, myself some freedom. And I could say, hey, I noticed there's something I haven't been saying. And the reason is I, I'm worried you might feel pressured or put on the spot or awkward. And that's not my intention. And I've decided I want to I want to actually bring it up because I am great at what I do. And I think this might lead to more people, uh, more people getting what they want. I mean, that sounds a bit, I'd probably have to workshop that. Yeah. Um, but, but I think we get the idea. It's an interesting approach. It's an interesting way to, to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me try that again. I want to, I want to bring it up because you might sometimes run into someone who could, would be grateful for an introduction to me and I don't want to just stay silent and let that opportunity go. So I wanted to bring it up and speak it up. Um, I'd have to, you know, one of the things I realized would be a benefit to me, and this is the value of doing the worksheet is just that I speak up mm -hmm. that in and of itself, when I speak up and I just <clears throat> have dignity, believing in myself, that's a win. Yeah. 
So that might be what I share. You know, I want to speak up because I feel good each time I do. It's like I'm, I'm more expressed and, um, and we might get some, you know, some happy, happy people out of it. So I'd workshop that bit, but I totally think that's a great way to go. If you find, I'm a big believer in naming what's happening and naming the thing. So if you find that you're hesitating to do something like talk up your value, great. Let's name it. I notice I'm holding back in saying this mm -hmm. because I'm shy. I believe in this culture. You're not really supposed to big note yourself. It might be considered bragging. But I want to because I'm doing some great work and I want to proclaim it to the world. That would work for me. Interesting. So as, as you've been talking, I would, my mind was going in, in a, another sort of related direction as well, that this conversation that we're having, I think, is incredibly helpful for advisors, for all of us. Um, I'll talk to my son tonight, just making notes. <laughs> Uh, but and stop spending so much money on him. Yes, yeah, right. I, I love that you said that because I want this to be real. Yeah, there's something about theory that can be useful, but when it's like, oh, this is the person I need to speak to. Oh, for sure, that, that makes everything worthwhile for me. <laughs> but I, and so I, I do think for advisors in their personal lives, in their businesses, this is an incredibly powerful just because as i'm hearing you articulate it i think oh yeah that's so comfortable that that would work the other piece of it is that advisors i believe need to help their clients have conversations that are difficult with one another and the idea of perhaps offering some of what you do um, or directing them to a worksheet so that a couple can go home and have a difficult conversation about money uh, could be an incredibly way, an incredible way to add value. And in my mind, that's connected to referrals in a very different way. So I know that's not what we were talking about, but I, I think it, it could work really well. Well, I, I want to serve your listeners. So if, um, so I imagine that I'm a, I'm a wealth advisor, financial advisor, and my client, my clients need some support yeah. in having those difficult conversations. Then, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> you, you're all welcome to welcome to give away as as much as as far and wide as you want. The the download you can give it to your clients, right? So that they can each do the worksheet on their own and then come to the conversation. Mm -hmm. And something we haven't talked about. Well, maybe this will this will flow into step four. Uh, step four is listen. Right. And when I first came up with this process, I'm a little embarrassed to admit that this wasn't part of it. Because I, I, I'm very independent and what was happening is I wanted to control the outcome. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to work all this out. I'm going to share it all. And then I'm going to get a yes to my request. Mm. But the fourth step is almost everything. The fourth step is listen, ask the person, well, first you might start with thanks for hearing me out. And now I want to know how does this land for you? How is it for you to hear this? Do you, do you feel defensive? Do you feel inspired? Do you feel something in between? Find out their world and how this lands and listen. And you might even ask, do you have a better idea than what I've come up with? Mm -hmm. 
this is what I'm thinking. If you pay this amount, then I think that would be the right amount and, uh, and we can have a really great working relationship going forward. If you stop spending on your kids and you save for your retirement, I think that's going to be a win. But what do you think? And you, this is where you collaborate and you work it out together. Yeah, I, yeah, I love it. Yeah, this this is. Uh, I think this is just such a great conversation to have for advisors who, who whose value I think is often tied to having difficult conversations, right? Whether it's about themselves or whether it's about the client, that's what guidance looks like, right? When you're willing to have those conversations, so I'm, I'm you know, I think advisors will benefit greatly. From this. Yeah, I'm glad you reminded me because I think that's really the crux of this whole conversation now is like from my point of view, I, I, I want people to be greater human beings and to have deeper connection in all areas of their life. Specifically when it comes to clients, I do believe that if you're willing to go there and talk about the things that other advisors might not be willing to, to say, even when it's hard and particularly when it might lose you the client, then I think that's where you have a real opportunity to polarize. Either they will leave, which could be what's appropriate, or they become a raving fan. And yeah. they're like, wow, my, yeah. my advisor will say the hard things. My advisor won't sugarcoat it for me. My advisor will tell me exactly what I need to know. So you should call him or her. Uh, I totally recommend them. Well, I, I think David, that's a that's a great place to uh, to stop for now. We're we're a bit over time. I, I I'd love to keep talking about this. I think, like Julie, it's it's such a valuable conversation for advisors, and I would encourage all of our listeners to look into this further because I think it really is valuable. If they wanted to do that, would you you have a download and, and a couple things we'll put in the show notes. But if people want to find out more, David, where can they look to find you? Thank you. They can go to playforreal.life. We're playing a game, but we're playing as if it matters. So playforreal.life. And three invitations I have at that link. You can download the four-step tough conversations blueprint. You can uh, subscribe to my podcast. I'd love to have you join me as well as listening to the amazing Stephen and Julie. Uh, my podcast is Tough Conversations with David Wood, and you can subscribe at that same link. And then the other thing is if, if something here resonated with you and you're interested in not just your business being better, but also your life being better, because I don't work with one or the other, then see if you qualify for a discovery session on my website. Click on the big request a session button, and I'd love to hear from you. And if you qualify, I don't charge for those sessions because it's how I find the right people to work with long term. And all of that is at playforreal.life. Wonderful. Thank well, you. David, that's great. Yeah, well, David, thank you so much for joining us on Becoming Referrable. I think this has been a really valuable conversation. My pleasure. Thank you, Stephen and Julie. Hi, it's Julie again. It was great to have you with us on Becoming Referrable. If you like what you've been hearing, please do us a favor and rate us on iTunes. It really does help. You can get all the links, show notes, and other tidbits from these episodes at becomingreferrable.com. You can also get our free report, Three Referral Myths That Limit Your Growth, and connect with our blogs and other resources. 
Thanks so much for joining us.